0: As they say, there's a time and place for anything and everything, including what we do. With this system, we meet wherever you are, whenever it suits you, for a word with Michael Jackson. With the um, current revelations, with the salacious gossip beginning to stir in the nation's capital, following the apprehension of what appears to be a high-priced madam, who has copious records of those who uh, utilised her escort services this might not be the appropriate time to discuss abstinence. On the other hand, it might be the ideal moment to take issue with those who rely on abstinence-only sex education as the primary tool to reduce teenage pregnancies and sexually transmitted diseases. That's the approach favoured by the Bush administration and generally conservatives in Congress. It doesn't work, it never has, it never will. By the way, have you noticed that the words high-priced and hooker almost always accompany each other in descriptive terms what is high-priced looking through several of the news reports about the current sort of demure-looking woman who's poised to reveal the names and sully the reputations and practices of so many men on the hill the going rate was $300 per um, per um, appointment That doesn't seem to have changed from prior announced tariffs over the past many years, several decades, in fact, in D.C. But back to abstinence and education. Last month, a congressionally mandated report issued by the Mathematica Policy Research Group found that elementary and middle school students in four communities who received abstinence instruction, sometimes on a daily basis, were as likely to have sex in the following years as students who did not receive the training. Wow, what a big not surprise. Bigger than that report is the simple reliance on abstinence-only sex education as the primary tool to reduce teenage pregnancies. It doesn't work. The whole abstinence-only campaign has been driven not by sound-effective public health policy, but it has been driven by ideology. It requires teaching that sex outside marriage is probably going to have harmful psychological and physical effects. Several states have decided to give up the federal matching funds rather than submit to the dictates that undermine logical and fair sex education. There is more and more evidence that abstinence-only education is a delusion and has hardly any impact on children's sexual behavior. Abstinence deserves to be a part of any overall sex education effort, but not the only part. Perhaps both the Democrats and Republicans should share the blame for walking out on an idea whose time came a long while ago, or should have. Remember the much-discussed and protested Equal Rights Amendment? The idea had the backing of the Republicans and the Democrats. The Republicans, until the idea was stricken from their platform in 1980, and the Democrats followed suit in 2004. The amendment is restirring, and with a different name. The ERA has now become the Women's Equality Amendment. When passed, it would grant equal constitutional rights to women, and they don't at this stage have equal rights in many regards. Eleanor Smeal, president of the Feminist Majority, recently pointed out that 23 countries, including Sri Lanka and Moldovia, have smaller gender gaps in education, politics, and health, than does the United States. In fact, we come 68th in the world in women's participation in national legislature. On the other hand, despite most of the unfair statistics one can rightfully report, I don't think too large a percentage of American women wish to evacuate their nation. They just want to make it more equitable. There are, of course, many who feel that the amendment wouldn't be necessary because we have equal protection laws under the 14th Amendment. Yes, we have laws outlawing sex discrimination, but a law is only as strong as the next Congress and the next president. What would it take, and how soon would it be, before President Bush decides enough already when he admits to losing faith in the Attorney General, Alberto Gonzalez? The nation knows. Members of Congress, in growing numbers, concur. The press is apparently utterly convinced... What will it take? As more fellow Republicans line up against the AG, Gonzalez, the president's loyalty to his longtime Texas buddies becoming self-destructive. Here's a president who needs all the friends he can get. But this one is hurting his presidency. The more one hears from the testimony that the Attorney General gave before the Senate, the more it appears that he is, well, a negligent manager who seems to know very little about the workings of his own department or doesn't know if he knows or not. I mean, he really sounds incompetent, or is he exceedingly bright? Exceedingly bright and duplicitous. Or possibly his every word was carefully phrased to avoid perjury while hiding the real story. We now know that the prosecutor firings are part of a larger scandal involving Carl Rove's efforts to turn the Justice Department into a partisan weapon. Or maybe I'm too cynical. Quid pro quo, or more simply, here are two men who can dish it out. Vice President Dick Cheney bluntly accusing the Senate Majority Leader, Democrat Harry Reid, of defeatism. This was after comments by Senator Reid to reporters claiming that, quote, this war is lost. Reid's response to the Veep, whom he called the President's (laughs) lapdog, was, I'm not going to get into a name-calling match with somebody who has a 9% approval rating. Ouch. On the other hand, the way things are going for the administration, he may not have even that little support soon. An expression or slogan, briefly banded around about the so-called surge in Iraq, appears to have been quietly forgotten. We were to have a stand-up, stand-down, exit strategy, the idea being that the extra 28,000 additional troops would focus on defeating terrorism rather than training Iraqi troops. Perhaps the reason is clear. Wherever the Iraqi troops are in charge, security has deteriorated. Now it appears our fellows are holding on, fighting bravely, and waiting for the Iraqis to do something. Paul Krugman of the New York Times concludes a recent article saying, For the sake of those troops and for the public that wants out of this disastrous war, "...confronting Mr. Bush on Iraq has become a patriotic duty." Do you know it's fully 21 years since the disaster befell the nuclear power plant at Chernobyl? Since lethal radiation poured into the air over much of Europe and aloft into the jet stream above, carrying disease and death around the planet. It wasn't more than a few days later that our radiation monitors right here at Point Reyes Station on the California coast were able to detect the fallout. Shortly after the event occurred... Radiation monitors in Sweden first detected the fallout from the blast at Chernobyl Unit 4. Point of interest, the reactor complex had just been praised for its efficiency and safety in the Soviet press. It was considered by them as the ultimate triumph of a new generation of atomic technology. The government of Gorbachev tried to downplay and hush up the accident, and frankly, as word spread the public fury was another major contributing factor to the ultimate break-up and breakdown of the Soviet Union. It was, it remains, a true disaster. The official blind eye to the accident probably caused the death of so many people who might otherwise have been saved. An example uh, pointed out by Harvey Wasserman, writing in the blog Common Dreams, To this day, no one knows how much radiation escaped from Chernobyl, where it went, and who was harmed. Dr. Alexey Yablokov, the former environmental advisor to the late President Boris Yeltsin, and the Center for Russian Environmental Policy, estimates the death toll at over 300,000 people. The infant death and childhood cancer rates in the downwind areas have been horrific. There are photos, visual images of the many, many deformed offspring making a most vivid and horrendous sort of science fiction horror film but real. Of course, we had our own disaster, or near disaster, Three Mile Island. We still don't know. I mean, the public doesn't know how much radiation escaped from TMI. We don't know where it went or who it harmed. There are some two to 3,000 Pennsylvanians who have sued to find out, and yet nearly 30 years later, they still haven't had their day in court. One of the mantras of that particular disaster was, and I remember the bumper stickers to you, no one died at Three Mile Island. Do you believe that? No, nor do I. Could it all happen again? Possible. Might it be another cause this time round? How about terrorism? Possible, and likely, sad to say. There are many advocating a rebirth, a renewal, an expansion of the industry. There are currently something like 450 commercial reactors on planet Earth, and there remains no effective way of protecting us from either another series of technician faults or, just as likely, a terror attack. If we are soon to see a renewal of the nuclear industry, we have to hope that the future is to be made safer than the past, somehow. When Sung Hui Chao mailed NBC News his package of hate-filled snapshots and angry videos, it was inevitable that the network would make the choice to broadcast his hate-filled manifesto. Other networks we know followed suit, the killings and the shooting rampage on the campus of Virginia Tech was seen over and over and over again all over the world. The scoop posed a journalistic dilemma. It was a two-hour murder spree. Is airing it all playing into the mad, delusional thinking of the criminal? Of course. And there's the fine line between news and exploitation. The likes of Cho and the, the Columbine High School killers wanted in death what they could never achieve in their lifetime notoriety and attention. So many questions arise attendant to the coverage. Did the media play right into the hands of the killer? Did NBC simply do what a good news organisation should do? Capture the story, report it to the audience. Is it possible, or perhaps likely, that already some other crazy, tormented people will be finding their way to a gun seller and preparing for their turn on the world stage? And if reporting the story is in the eyes of the killer... Rewarding their behavior, doesn't basic psychology claim that if you reward behavior, it will simply rise? So, how do we make the most out of what we have all witnessed? Perhaps we've learned sufficient to recognize someone else with potential for such violence. This was the worst mass killing in this country's history. Possibly by now understanding what triggered the rampage, possibly someone might recognize the next killer before he shows up on campus with weaponry. There's very little likelihood, I suppose, that President Bush will be impeached over Iraq, but a top congressional Democrat has raised the possibility of impeachment as a way to compel the president to accept a compromise that would place conditions on our military involvement in Iraq. This is a man with all the right and appropriate credentials. He's the chairman of the House Subcommittee on Defense, a Marine through and through, a veteran of decades, close to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. On Face the Nation, this congressman, John Murtha said, there's three or four ways to influence a president. One is popular opinion, the election, third is impeachment, and fourth is the purse. When asked specifically if Democrats who are now the majority in the U.S. Congress were seriously contemplating the impeachment option, the congressman said, what I'm saying is, there's four ways to influence a president, and one of them's impeachment. The White House and the majority on the Hill, in growing numbers bipartisan, are becoming more and more outspokenly critical of the progress of the war. One of the Mirtha proposals calls for making the continued U.S. military presence in Iraq contingent on the Iraqi government meeting specific benchmarks, benchmarks designed to stem violence. Already... The war is longer than American involvement in World War II and approaching the duration of Vietnam. There's got to be an end. And as I said at the outset, we can meet whenever it suits you. I'm happy to be here, imagining your company. It's been A Word with Michael Jackson.